Hello, and welcome to this episode, the very, very first full episode of the Clothing Strength Podcast. Today, we are going through our first series of learning how to accept ourselves as we are today. And we have a special guest, Hope Pruitt, with us today. So we are so excited. But first, we're just going to introduce what this topic is about and what the series is going to look like. So my belief for strong women is that as we advance through our strength, learning how God made us, learning what rhythms and what advancements we want in our lives, it should come from a place of understanding who we are today and that God has given us all the gifts and all the skills and everything that we need to advance in our careers and in our life and in everything as we are today. So each episode, we're going to dive into an aspect of our lives as women. And so we're going to talk about our careers and our um, friends and our relationships and everything that is surrounding us as women, Um, just from a point of how do we find who we are today as enough. So then we have the building blocks to advance from that. So our very first guest, like I said, is Hope. Hope was my college roommate all four years of undergrad, and I'm so grateful that we got to live together in the same room all four years, a very unique experience. We also swam together in high school and in college, so we were um, teammates and roommates. Hope has her undergrad and master's in social work, and she is a behavioral health counselor now. So Hope is passionate about providing a space for people to flourish. She is passionate about listening to people, building friendships, building communities, and teaching people about Jesus. So we are grateful to have Hope as our first ever guest of the Clothes and Strength podcast series. So we are excited for you to be here, Hope. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here on the podcast. And Hannah is one of my dearest friends, and I'm just so excited to get to be a part of this um, today. So thank you so much for having me. Yay. We're so excited for the first guest. You get to play the game very first. So we have a game that we're playing with every single guest that we have. And the game is, would you rather have a strength of, and then this or that series? So are you ready? Hope I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes. All right. Our first question is, would you rather have a strength at being really good at being alone or good at socializing? Definitely good at socializing. Mm, You have a gift in that. Okay. Would you rather have a strength of basketball or soccer? Soccer, 100%. Easy. Strong legs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Would you rather have a strength of medical, so like the science-y medical world or business? Mm, This one's tough, but I think I would go with medical. With my husband being in med school, I would like to be able to talk to him more about what he's studying and just have a better understanding of of what he's doing. So I think medical. It's a good answer. Good dinner conversations with yes, medical. for sure. And lastly, would you rather have a strength of being a really good listener or a really good encourager? Mm, that one is so, so tough. <laughs> I think I would have to choose encourager though. Yes. Well, hope's great at both. <laughs> and that's why she's here today. <laughs> okay. So our first question, again, that we'll ask all guests, uh, but you're the first one that gets to answer it is what is your best strength with your relationship with the Lord? So one of the best strengths I have with the with my relationship with the Lord would probably be surrounding Bible studies in a group of um, different people. I feel like when we're talking about um, different scripture or um, talking about um, a different topic, I feel like the Holy Spirit gives me and prompts me um, different questions that people may not be talking about um, to just really help somebody understand and connect to the Lord deeper through that question that I may ask. Um, and also just 
when people ask me about my, about questions with the Lord, it helps me really understand what I'm learning and how that might connect with my everyday life. Great. I love that. All right. So we're getting into our specific conversation today that we're having about learning our self-acceptance and extending empathy to ourselves as we begin this journey of figuring out who we are as strong women, finding our strengths and extending our strengths. So to begin, as we mentioned, Hope has this experience, one personally with her personality, but then also just with her job and profession as being a counselor and working with tons of people, learning how to teach people how to accept themselves. So from all of this experience, talk to us, what is the hardest part and why is it so hard to get on this journey of starting to accept ourselves? Yeah, great, great place to start. So I think this is something I often talk with my patients about, and it's helpful um, to begin to learn how to accept ourselves from this place. So we first have to come face to face with our core beliefs. Um, we hold negative core beliefs about ourselves. But we also hold positive core beliefs about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us more about what define core beliefs for us and how does that impact like us and how do we start to see what are our core beliefs? A core belief is a person's most central idea about themselves, others in the world. So these beliefs act out of a lens through which we see every situation in life experience. So like I said, we have negative core beliefs and positive core beliefs that we hold true about ourselves, what we believe to be true about us. Most often we will stick with the negative core beliefs, mm-hmm. which produce then automatic thoughts about certain situations. And these, um, we receive these through different events in our life. Maybe a certain trauma happened when you were younger or relationship conflict or whatever it might be to which we hold, um, this negative core belief about ourselves. So again, those could be, I'm weak. I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes me. I'm not worth it. And so, um, we also may create rules for ourselves Mm -hmm. based on these. So say, you know, um, there's a a 40 year old man who, um, is living with his parents. He's not married. He doesn't have kids. And he really, really wants to want to have mm-hmm. kids, wants to have a family. And so his core belief in which he sees the world in which he views um, everything is I'm unlovable. Nobody mm-hmm. wants me. And yeah. so then he sets this rule for himself of I'm going to compensate by being a really, really, really good friend and mm-hmm. just try to strive for the best in that area instead of fully accepting where he is in that season. Um, so that's just a little bit about Mm -hmm. our core beliefs. Yes. Okay. That's so good because kind of, as we were talking before this podcast, and the reason I wanted to start with this is I think so many times I listen to podcasts or I read a book or I listen to an inspirational speaker or whatever. And it's always something that I'm supposed to do. And when I see it personally, I get super overwhelmed by it. Like every time somebody says, okay, you need to cut out X, Y, Z of your diet, or you need to sleep you know, more hours or you need to drink more water or make more money or have kids, whatever it is, I feel instantly overwhelmed. And as you're explaining that, I really feel like that's starting to connect. Like it's coming from a lens that is a negative, like core belief that I have that I'm not good enough in those areas. So when I hear someone talking about like, oh, you need to, you know, lose five pounds or X, Y, Z or live a healthier life. I automatically, because I have a negative belief about that area of my life, am overwhelmed by that instead of encouraged, which I think is why it's so important to start from a platform of like accepting who we are today. So I love that. Thanks for sharing all of that. Okay. So from that, when you work with people, so we have an understanding of like where we're starting and that was so helpful too. I think everyone listening will be able to take a second and like 
look back, what am I telling myself? And what's kind of those glasses that we're wearing when we listen or when we, when we look at things, um, on social media or whatever. So how would you advise those learning to accept themselves now to appreciate where they're at? So what's our starting point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, um, something else to kind of add to what you were just saying is I think, it takes time to really navigate that core belief, Mm -hmm. um, to really understand and be mindful of what is it that I'm believing to be true about myself that is negative and that is pouring, you know, all these different negative thoughts. So I encourage you take time, um, just journaling or being Mm -hmm. by yourself or being, um, like I said, mindful when you're in those situations where those, um, negative core beliefs pop in your head and say, Oh yeah, I can relate Mm -hmm. that back to this or, taking time, um, with the Lord to really discover what that might be. Um, but how would we kind of advise those learning to accept themselves and appreciate where they are? So once you kind of discover that negative core belief about yourself, um, we have to, we have to challenge it. We have to test it. Mm -hmm. Um, we cannot keep letting it run its course. Mm -hmm. And so in order to challenge and test it, we kind of have to reframe that thought. So similar to the example that I gave you about the 40 year old man, um, he needed to set up a challenge or a test to that mm-hmm. thought. So one day he set a very specific, um, challenge up. So he took 15 minutes, called one of his trusted friends and just talked about everything that he needed to talk about mm-hmm. in that trust. And at the end, he said, was that okay? Was that okay? Could I talk to you about all these different things I needed to talk to you about? Said, oh yeah, man, you can tell me every time. Mm-hmm. So now his confidence, um, was built because he was able to hear his friend say, thanks for sharing that with me. And for so long, he believed he was unloved and he felt Mm -hmm. like he had to compensate and just listen, 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 and never tell people his problems. But now once he heard that friend say, you know, you are enough, you are worth listening to over and over again, that confidence is built and that negative core belief kind Mm -hmm. of dwindle. So kind of set up some tests and challenges to the, those thoughts, reframe them into something positive. This doesn't happen overnight. I wish it, I Mm -hmm. wish it did. Um, but you have to constantly renew and refresh your mind to those, those positive thoughts. Yeah. I think that's so good. And like getting rid of the, the things, like I hear this all the time, but it's so true. Like if something it keeps coming up on your social media accounts that's triggering like these negative thoughts or reinforcing them that oh i'm i'm not good enough because i don't look like her or i don't have the life that she has or whatever like unfollowing them like you know scripture says if your right hand's causing you to sin cut it off so it's like if tiktok or if instagram or whatever it is that is reinforcing these like cutting them out of your life completely and being ruthless about that because your priority of of accepting who you are today is so much higher than having a thousand followers on Instagram or whatever it might be. That's really causing those to reinforce. So I think that's really helpful. Okay. So why do you think this is important hope? So you've had experience. I think everyone listening obviously knows that's important to accept ourselves. We hear this a lot of, you know, learning to love yourself. Like there's a lot of narratives in culture and in society about loving ourselves. Um, but in terms of it specifically, what we're talking about of like, right here, right now, accepting who we are. That doesn't mean we, we don't have room for growth, but we also know that who God made us in this moment is good enough to do his kingdom work. Um, so why is this so important as a whole being? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So first kind of just going off of what I've said before. So our thoughts, feelings, and behavior behaviors are all interconnected. So you might have heard this before, 
um, CBT for those listening who know what I'm talking about. Um, but if you, if you were to close your eyes and picture a triangle, you would um, put your thoughts there at the top, your feelings, um, in the right corner and your behaviors in the left corner. So we are all interconnected. If we have a negative thought in our mind, we're going to, that might produce us to feel anxious or Mm. depressed or angry, which might make us behave in a way that we're not used to. And so we are very much top down beings. We, we have a thought creates an emotion, which then produces a behavior. So it's really important that we, again, feed ourselves those positive thoughts because that's where it starts. It's, it starts with our mind. And if we always constantly tried to strive to be the best at everything, we miss out on celebrating other people's strengths. Mm, I mean, you really do. We want to cheer people on. We want to, um, just notice and let them know what we see in them. Mm -hmm. And we'd miss that Mm -hmm. if we weren't, um, accepting, you know, where they are in that season. And with us personally, uh, we need to kind of take a look inside and really see what's unique to us mm-hmm. um, and who God really created us to be. Cause wow, we're all different. He made us with um, such unique gifts and abilities. Yeah. I think that's so true too. Like we've talked about this personally and a lot of people I've heard, you know, talk about this of just like when you're operating out of a lens of really being hard. So say it's, you know, you're really hoping to get married and you're single and you're operating out of that negative belief that I'm not enough. No one loves me. Every time one of your friends gets engaged or gets in a relationship or gets married, you're starting to see that out of a lens of anger and jealousy. And you start having negative thoughts about that person. And I've seen that in my life. of just like, if I'm craving like a, a better paying job and one of my friends gets a promotion around me, and I'm, I have that negative core belief, you know, of, of I'm not deserving of this job or X, Y, Z or whatever it is that's holding me back. Mm-hmm. Then I see them and I can't celebrate them and I can't authentically like really rejoice and empower them in that season because I'm offer- operating out of my insecurity and not accepting like where I am is where God has me. And I believe like if I'm making whatever I'm making in that time, or I'm in the relationship status of that I'm in, that's exactly where the Lord needs me to be. Okay. Hope. So we've talked a lot about this, like empathy on each other. So you obviously have a gift of empathy. I've had the experience of receiving that gift through my many years of friendship (laughs) with you. Um, and you've used this in your profession and a lot of people have experienced this with you, but talk us through shift all this back onto yourself. So how have you now, this is, you know, your job day in and day out is listening to people and walking with them and extending empathy all day. How do you then shift that and start to extend empathy? empathy onto yourself? Yes, yes, for sure. This is a really difficult question. One that I haven't fully figured out. I think this will take, um, a while for me to figure out, um, because I often struggle with the fact of feeling that, you know, what I'm going through or, you know, what's important to me or what's hard for me in that moment, Mm. um, is not as significant as, you know, someone else, because I have been hearing the things that I'm hearing and the challenges that I hear, um, sometimes is unfathomable. And so, um, yeah, so it's really difficult for me to do this, but I think with that being said, as I've sat down and and started this job as a counselor and seen the benefits of, you know, what it means to create a safe space for somebody to just talk and to, you know, say what's on their mind. I often ask, Hey, what's written space in that mind. And for them to just be able to just 
talk to somebody Mm -hmm. has given me also the comfort and peace to be able to do that with other people Mm -hmm. and just say, just talk for as long as I need to, to my close, trusted friends Mm -hmm. and family and my husband of like, I need to get this out. Mm -hmm. I need for some, I, I love when people ask me questions that, that feels good to me. And this is okay. That that you get to share, even if it doesn't look like what other people have shared about, or is as challenging, you still need and deserve that space to to get to talk and yeah. um, just kind of explain what's going on in your life. So s- slowly but surely, empathy towards myself is growing. Yes, I think that's so true. Of like getting to a place where you really do believe that your voice matters, and that is a harder struggle for others, you know, some than others. Like I've never had a problem sharing this stuff with people. (laughs) So, So, I mean, you know, but it, but even with that, it's like you, you know, you start to think like, I think all women in the middle of a conversation, they start to think, oh my gosh, like, or a lot of times I'll leave a coffee date and I'll be like, I talked the entire time. Like I never shut up, you know? And, and sometimes like, yes, it's good to have good interpersonal communication skills, but at the same time, knowing that your voice is so valuable, especially, and that's why we have these close trusted friends Mm -hmm. to be able to say, I just need to get this out and knowing and trusting that that is what we deserve. And that's, what's going to be fruitful in our lives. So I love that example. I think that's so true, especially for people that are so empathetic, um, that, you know, they, they love to create a space for people to feel listened to, but at the same time, you need to Mm -hmm. be listened to. So Mm -hmm. I love that shift. So we talked through all of your, you know, shifting empathy onto yourself. So talk us through what does that look like in accepting yourself where you're at in your career? Because as we've talked about personally, you're young. I mean, we both are, and and we've both talked about this, being young in our career, we're 24. And so being in a career at 24, you know, you think you're so old when you graduate undergrad and then you go into a job and you realize you're the youngest in the room, you know, and and it it does make you question yourself because you're like, oh gosh, like I don't have the experience or that, you know, education of, of everybody else. So I know that's something that you and I've talked about just with your job. Uh, So since we've been talking about your career, talk us through what, what has that accepting piece looked like for you? Yes, for sure. So um, for me, like you said, we're both young in our career and that can bring a lot of anxiety. There's so many different situations and stories and navigating, you know, how to respond to each one, or is there a tool or an intervention that I need to use that I haven't used, um, with anybody before and, you know, what does research look like and how to, you know, how to navigate again, um, all of the different things that people come to you about. Um, I don't always feel equipped. I don't always know, like I said, what to say, but something that has helped me, um, day in and day out is just on my way home, um, from work just kind of putting my hands out and being like, Lord, I don't know Mm -hmm. it all. I can't know it all. There's no way that, Mm -hmm. um, I know exactly what to say. And also there's no way I can carry this all. I can't, you know, I'm not strong enough, but he is. And he really, really, really has met me in this job and met me, um, with, yes, there's hard days. Yes. There's days I tear up and, and feel like, oh my goodness, this is so hard. But most days I'm like, Lord, you got me, you're Mm -hmm. here, you got them, you know, and I know that you are above all your creator and you are going to, um, hold them and help them, um, and I, and I just can't. So just kind of holding my hands up for him, for him has really decreased my anxiety yeah. as being new in this field and, um, combated those lies. Yes. Yes. For sure. I love that. And what do you think, like, as we talk about with 
being clothed in strength and this strength that we have as women, what do you think that looks like in like being, since we're on this topic, like being young in our jobs and realizing like kind of carrying this both, like realizing there's more for us to grow in and accepting that like, yes, there's more experience that we should have. Like there, you know, anyone that is critical of people being young, they're probably right in what they're saying at the same time. Like, what does it look like to clothe, like clothe ourselves in strength and walk in strength and boldness in who we are while also understanding that, yeah, there's, there's room to grow, but right here, right now, this is, this is the best I got. So I think this is an awesome question to kind of, um, talk through, like you said, as a young person starting your work, um, and, and how do you walk in that strength and dignity and boldness, um, in a place where you're still learning and growing? Um, I think first off, um, you can be a light and a leader to anybody that you're around. So my dad's always taught me lead up, um, mm. challenge people, appreciate people, encourage people. So that's been my goal. Um, even if I don't have it figured out, um, you know, we work with people who don't know the Holy spirit. And yeah. so, um, just asking them, how's your day? What's going on? Um, tell me about you. And also with that, um, being young in your career, don't be afraid to ask questions. So I'm a question asker. Mm. I ask my supervisor a lot of questions. So just, um, you know, don't, don't hesitate and act like you know everything, ask good questions, but also be a light to people. You don't mm -hmm. have to be the most scholarly people in there to make a difference in, in what you're doing. Yeah, that's so true. And there's such like, it's a gift as a woman in a career to know the difference of like, like, I loved what you were saying of both asking questions, being kind, because a lot of these can go so far, you know, one side where we're just acting like little puppies and we're like, we're apologizing on every turn and we're, you know, too timid to ask anything or whatever. And then there's the other side where we have too much pride to ask a question or to be kind to somebody. And I think finding that balance is, is kind of that strength that we're wanting to land in, in our, you know, what we're talking about here but especially in this of accepting where you're at kind of right now is, is both like learning to ask a question with dignity, I think is such a gift for a woman to, to learn, especially in the workplace, to be able to say, Hey, I don't know this. I'm not going to apologize for not knowing it, you know, cause you're not expected to. And just saying, will you teach me this and being clear and direct. We talk about this a lot, like with our words, you know, and I think that's such a gift to bring into our uh, workplace of saying, I want to learn more. I appreciate where you're at and I'm going to do it in kindness without being stomped on. Like I'm not going to be, you know, used and abused, but I am going to be confident and saying, I want to learn more. I want to learn from you. Mm -hmm. So teach me. And mm -hmm. I'm, and also carrying yourself with kindness. Mm -hmm. I love that. Hope, do you have anything else to say about accepting ourselves? So, yes, I think I would end by just saying again, really focus and be mindful on those negative core beliefs. What are you believing to be true about yourself mm -hmm. and how is that dictating your everyday life and, and keeping that barrier in between um, accepting where you are right now and being excited about where you are right mm -hmm. now. Um, every day is such a gift and we forget that we're always, always, always trying to move to the next best thing, but just yeah. stop and pause and, and recognize and realize that who you are is enough and what you're doing is enough and just get excited um, about this season that you're in and just never hesitate to encourage other people and look for their gifts too. Yeah. And you and I always say this too. We said this a lot in college that we are not big enough to mess up the trajectory of God. So even if it's, if that fear of not being enough kind of comes from the fear of missing God's will, like 
oh shoot, I'm in this career. And what if I was supposed to be in the other? Or what if I was supposed to marry someone else? What if I was supposed to go to a different college? Whatever it was like, we as finite humans are not big enough to mess up what God has for us. And something I tell my patients is to just completely take out what if that's not even in a vocabulary, mm. what if, what could, that's what good. should, um, just totally eliminate erase what if from your vocabulary, because it just doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be in there. Right. The commitment of, of where we're at. I think, you know, and understanding our, our commitment that we've made in our career, we were just talking about this today of like our marriage of our community of a friendship, whatever it is, like, of course in extreme circumstances and you need to exit for whatever reason that then you should. But in most times committing to say, I have made this commitment and this is where I'm at and being, being good in that, not, Oh, what if this road, just like you were saying, I love that. I think that creates a lot of strength in our lives. And it also lets people just know that we are, we're empowered to stand where our feet have landed and we are standing strong in that we're standing straight in that. And we know that this is exactly where we're supposed to be today on whatever day it is. And when the Lord opens the next door, we walk through it faithfully. So I love that. Thanks hope for sharing all of this. We have one closing question that we love to ask all of our guests you're the first <laughs> is what is a strength and you can take this any way you would like hope. What strength do you have that you wish more people knew about you? This is a great question. And, um, just, you know, it's difficult for me to talk about strengths. Um, but Hannah is awesome about pulling those out of me and she's, um, such a great encourager, but I would think for me personally, I was talking to my husband about this before, um, answering this question, but I think that I can often come across as very uh, quiet, sometimes timid, um, not always feeling like what's going on, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I think the Lord has given me a strength of discernment and knowing when I think um, I should be bold about something. Mm -hmm. So when I don't think something's going right, or I think somebody um, should be told something in a different way to just confront them in a kind way, but um Yes. When you need to be bold, hope can be bold. <laughs> Don't tread on hope. <laughs> well, I hope, thank you so much for being our first ever guest of the clothes and strength podcast. We um, just love what we get to do and talk about the strength of women. And thank you for tuning in to the first episode of clothes and strength, where we believe that strong women strengthen women. <laughs>